Good morning, and welcome to Duality Podcast with me, your host, Kasha Ash, and we're here on this Wednesday morning, feeling the snow on its way, and Today we are talking about, well, we're talking about a few things today. So, we're talking. First and foremost, I want to start off with talking about how we are in such an interesting and peculiar year that has been like no other. And in this year, there's been so many different stages. There's been so many years in this year, you know, and so many different stages of what and how we show up in different ways in trauma, in tragedy, in justice, in our own rights, and so many different aspects that 2020 has shown you know, we, we prayed for clarity. We prayed for that 2020 vision in 2020, and we got it. And it sure shit does not mean that it's pretty, right? So what do we do? What, what, what have we done to stay grounded throughout this year? What has brought you peace and clarity throughout this year of 2020 and what it's been? You know, for me, every time I start to find myself getting distracted or getting concerned or getting wrapped up in what's next, I will take note and just really get present with what it is that I'm doing today. What am I doing right now? What is it that I need to do? What is the best thing that I could prepare for? Because there are certain things that are out of our hands, but what is in our hands is our own mental health and the things that we can do for ourselves, our own safe space. Like, how do we become our own safe space? That is what I've really, like, sat with this year is, like, how, no matter what can go on, how can I provide safety for myself first, of course, and then for others by also admitting that you need to create that safe space for yourself. Because if you want to be there for others and you want others to feel safe within your presence and within your energy and feel understood, you also have to understand, feel comfortable, feel good in your own energy as well, right? So what I feel this year has also really done is like put us in a space where we had to sit with ourselves. We had no option in the beginning of the year. It was like, here you are home, right? And we all have different living situations. And at that time, my living situation was different. And it really showed me, although I was grateful for my living situation, that it needed to change for me to change and evolve into the person that I need to be. And what is being asked of me in this moment, you know, and to really cultivate my own energy and be in my own space by myself. And uh, that's one of the best things that I could give myself. And I highly recommend you know, for anybody, especially those that identify with the word empath or energetically sensitive people, 
that are porous to other people's energy if and when you can create and make the accessibility for you to really get in tune with yourself and your own energy. And even if that isn't living alone, just taking that time to really be alone and to really be alone, not on your phone, not in distraction of other things, like really just seeing what it is when you have nothing to do what it is that you want to do. And that brings into conversation something else that I want to touch on, which is our coping mechanisms. You know, what do our coping mechanisms look like and which ones are outdated and what can we replace in that space that we have our coping mechanisms? So if you know and you identify like, oh, when I get stressed, I either stress eat or I don't want to be alone and I want to be out with other people or do whatever it is that you want to do. When you identify with that and then you become conscious, you bring that into your awareness and you avidly choose in those moments like, wait, I know that's a coping mechanism. How can I apply something healthier in that moment? You know, and, and, and also not to feel guilty at the times that you can't. You know, it's also having compassion with yourself throughout these transitional spaces. And the more compassion you have, like the one time that you allow yourself, you know what, I am gonna lay down. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down because that's what I really feel like I need right now. And even if sleeping is your one of your coping mechanisms to kinda like shut out everything else, maybe that one time that you had compassion to yourself will make space and make room for the next time that you identify that you want to go to sleep instead of dealing with something, that you do it because you trust yourself, because you gave yourself that permission. Sometimes it, it involves doing that. You can't just like throw yourself in a swimming pool and expect yourself to be Michael Phelps all of a sudden, like when you don't swim a damn day in your life. <laughs> you have to have compassion within the transition. And when you're doing that, it's it's going to look and feel different ways. And Something that's just been coming up a lot is like how healing should look, how it should feel. And it's like that's going to look and feel different for everybody, like very, very much so different for every single person. So it's really important for us to not judge ourselves or to judge others throughout our healing transitions. You know, it's it's going to look and feel different. And most importantly, not to take it personal because someone's healing journey really doesn't have anything to do with you. You know, and it doesn't matter who it is, with your sister, your mother, your brother, your best friend, your partner, whoever it is. The best thing that we can do is just honor our own healing journey while someone else is on theirs, you know, because when we get so caught up in other people's stuff, that's a coping mechanism because we're distracting ourselves from ourselves. So if we're overly concerned over ourselves for other people's well-being, with the exception of children um, or animals and things that like we really are you know caretakers to when we're so concerned over other people that that's that's something we need to pay attention to like why am I more concerned over another person when I need to get x y and z done and I still haven't gotten that done and then you realize that sometimes even though we could have the best intentions with something and with someone that it could almost become a vehicle for our distraction and um, a, con- a contribution to us procrastinating on the things that it is that we are supposed to do. 
So how we can steer, you know, back to self is just becoming cognizant of these different things. Like, what is it? What is my what is my tell when I feel like I'm getting off track? Like, am I not doing the dishes? Am I not, you know, did I not fold my clothes and put them away? Like these little things that we do that only you're going to know, like, you know, maybe people around you might know, but like only you're going to do something about it. Right. So when you start realizing, especially we're in the season, we're about to be in winter. I know like, you know, most of us in New York, we, as soon as it gets cold, we're like, it's winter, but (laughs) it's break outside. It's winter, you know, but winter officially starts on Monday, I believe the 21st. And, um, that seasonal depression is a real thing, you know? And, and, it's not something to claim and be like, all right, well, seasonal depression is here, so I'm just going to... Like, no, it's something to become cognizant. It gets colder. The holidays come up. These are real things that can be triggering for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? People that have lost people, people that can't be around people. We're in 2020 in quarantine still. So like, and there's there's a lot of different aspects to what the holiday season can see look and feel like for most people and what that can trigger so having compassion with yourself in that process of what this year's seasonal depression could appear and look and come into your life like so acknowledging and touching on that and just noticing when you do notice yourself starting to feel a little off, starting to feel a little distance, starting to feel a little bit outside of yourself or disassociative because, you know, we're so good at that, you know, especially in our generation. Like, we are so good at disassociating from shit. It's like we deadass disassociate from a whole pandemic this entire year. At this point, like, wearing masks is fashion. We got we got name name brands that got them. Every store got them. We can go, like, there's, there's shows that got... We, We've disassociated and normalized a very extreme situation throughout this year, you know. Um, So before you contribute to yourself in that disassociative way, become cognizant of your tells. What is what is your tell? You know, what is what is my oh, oh, sorry, I need to like sit with myself rather than just like putting this on the back burner is, you know, it's like when you sit down and you give yourself space to just listen to what's going on in your head and you're like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, you know, I'll deal with that later. Or it's, you're putting your, you're not prioritizing yourself. If these things are coming up in your mind, it's things that need to be paid attention to. So the best thing you can do to yourself, with yourself, for yourself is when these things do come up and these thoughts do come up, like write it down, boom. Like now I have write it down, so now I have it in my in my awareness, right? I wrote it down, now I'm cognizant of writing it down and taking it out of my head. And now it's here and I could add that to a to-do list and I could make it tangible, right? So now I see it, I can put a timeline on it. If it's something as simple as like, oh, okay, I'm going to wash the dishes, right? Then, okay, well, I'm going to wash the dishes by the end of the day today, okay, Cool. Now, if it's something like, okay, I'm going to completely redesign my entire room or website or whatever it is, like you can give yourself a time limit, like, okay, I have until the end of the week to, you know, start to get this going and start working on that. And you start delegating time and creating time management for these different things and treating yourself like you're the CEO of your own life, you know, being 
a business partner with yourself, like listening to what it is that you are expressing in your business meetings with yourself. Like, what is it that you need to be focused on and doing next? Like, you if you're if you're pondering, like, all right, well, I want to do so many things. I, I'm one of those people. Like, I will. I'm never in a shortage of ideas, and I will completely spit out like 17 ideas in one day in one hour, and I'll be like overwhelmed because I'm like. Well, how can I possibly get all of this done right now? You know, and I'm also working on six other projects. And how can I do that? You know, and the best thing that I found is just like being like, okay, well, what excites me the most right now? Okay. All right. Working on my podcast. Cool. All right. So let's focus on doing that. Okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. No, let's just do it. Just make it happen. Be consistent. Provide that consistency in your life. And for other people, for anybody else who tunes in, like, you know, 1030, I'm going to be on live. Like, I'm going to be on some kind of live doing something. And then you'll get to hear the podcast later posted on all the streams on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the other locations that you can find it at. So it's about not being a perfectionist about how you go about anything, really. And that's really how you can find balance within yourself and like okay I feel myself like kind of veering towards like an unhealthy amount of isolating you know or like I was talking about that that seasonal depression it's real like the holiday blues like that shit hits like there's a lot of people and a lot of things that it can remind us of and when you start feeling that move and when I say move, I mean physically move. I mean dance. I mean speak. I mean get it out of you. Write a journal. Like do something. Move. Go take a walk. Like move. Okay? Because when you shut down and when you when you curl up, it doesn't mean that there's never a time and space for that. Because there is. And if that's really what you feel you need to do in that moment, allow yourself that. Allow yourself that moment to sit there. Allow yourself to feel everything, to cry, to get it out. And once you're done with that, get up and move. Go cook yourself something. Go make yourself tea. Go take a shower. That's something, that's one of the biggest tools that I've also learned. Like, with, that's something my sister said. Like, like, I remember when my father had passed away and, like, everything was, like, very hectic. And we were, like, in between homes. Or, like, we're all in this small space. And there was just, like, nothing made sense. And when you're in that kind of grief space and, and in shock of a situation... It's like you you don't know how to function, you know. And I remember my sister used to be like, "Just go take a shower, just go take a shower." It's like doesn't matter how many showers you took today, like just go take a shower. And I don't even know if she knew how deep that was, you know, because that was so deep. That was something that was so deep that now I can look back and be like wow what are purifying cleansing like you know or tuning in with our emotions like what are that element is something that is so needed when we're feeling things right so going and taking a shower is allowing yourself to release it and allowing yourself to feel and not disassociate and just be with yourself and shower and clean literally clean yourself and clean your mind and allow yourself to be cleansed and it's, I just recommend doing that. It doesn't matter how many times you take a shower. If you're feeling off, if you're not feeling yourself, like, go take that shower. Pray to that water. Communicate with yourself. And, and do whatever it is that you need to do to feel like you again. And that is not going to look and seem just like anybody else's 
experience and that's okay. You know, I had made a post. I was like, this healing business is not, it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it, you know, and it's, it's worth it because what's actually, what's seemingly more easy isn't actually in the long run. Like, not identifying these things that are screaming out for our attention within ourselves will cause long-term like detriments to ourselves. You know, we need to give ourselves the time and space to feel. We need to prioritize feeling what we need to feel in the moment or else the universe will sit your ass down and make you feel it. And that's just that's just how I've seen it. That's how I've seen it in my life, you know, like in other people's lives too. It's like if you don't give yourself the space to listen and to do the things that you need to do for yourself, the universe will be like, all right, boom, now you got to cough. Now you got to call out of work. So with yourself. Oh, now you got COVID. So with yourself. Oh, okay, now you got... You know, whatever else, whatever else. Now you now you got an eye infection, ear infection. It could be anything. It could literally be anything. Where if you are ignoring yourself, the universe is like, oh, well, we need to make this human sit down because clearly they think they're they're godly and that they're uh, impermeable to all facets of their own emotions and they aren't giving themselves access to that. And it's like we we need to we need to allow ourselves to to break open. To open up, whether it's to ourselves, to our journal, to another person, whatever and however that looks. To pray, you know, and allow the space for even uh, to just hear it outside of our own head provides so much healing. But giving ourselves the space to do that is like it, it can't happen unless we actually take that moment and be like, you know what? I'm going to write this down. You know what? I'm going to talk about this with somebody. And, you know, just just being just being aware of that, you know. And I want to touch a little bit about boundaries, but I'm definitely going to make a, dedicate an entire episode to boundaries. So I don't want to get too, too much into it. But, yeah, boundaries. Boundaries. Why are they so important? I mean, besides the fact that we're in a global pandemic in 2020 and germs are a thing. Um, (laughs) energy is a thing, you know, when you exchange energy with somebody, when you touch somebody or you let them touch you, you are now exchanging energy with somebody. And if you don't consent to that or want that, that can feel really like volatile. It could feel really disrespectful. And that's something that I think is really important that we acknowledge besides like COVID has created that because now we're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to hug you. You know, like, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, whatever the case is, like you, you have that thought, but that should always be in existence. Cause like, maybe you don't want to be touched. Maybe you don't want to like feel, or maybe you don't want to feel anyone else's energy. Cause you're working on understanding your own. Maybe you're experiencing something and you don't want someone else to pick it up. Maybe they're experiencing something and they're not being cognizant of that and you feel it and you don't want to pick that up either. No matter what your reasoning is, it's completely, completely 
just, fair, valid to honor your own boundaries and your space. Pandemic or not, it is completely valid for you to have a boundary, you know, and most of us are coming from a generation prior to us that didn't know boundaries at all whatsoever. And we're learning boundaries and simultaneously teaching our parents and our elders and people that we've known our entire life and kind of showing them what it is by leading with understanding what boundaries are. And sometimes that's not going to be nice. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's going to look like, you know, people are mad, but that's fine. You can't not allow yourself to do something out of fear of the other people's other person's reaction or other people's reaction. Most importantly, do what it is that feels right and feels good for you. Always, always do what feels right and feels good for you and be aware of how it can affect others. That's always very important as well and equally as important as within, as without, like as above, as uh, as below. Like it's it's always a balance that we need to continuously have. And that's what we're always going to be talking about on this podcast is we'll have whatever topic comes up and we're going to be talking about how we balance it. It could be a crazy ass topic and we're going to talk about how to balance it, you know? So within this, within this podcast and over the few topics that we've touched upon, most importantly, like what is it that you find balance in? How, what, what can bring you back to you? What brings you back to you? Does listening to music bring you back to you? Does creating music bring you back to you? Does meditating bring you back to you? Does taking a walk in nature bring you back to you? Touching a tree, hanging out with your niece, hanging out with your your cat, you know, like what what brings you back to you? Taking a shower, reading a book? What is it that brings you back to yourself and reminds you that you're here? you know, and that you're important and that you need to carry you. Whatever that is, and that could on that could change. You know, that could change. It'd be many different things and that can change and be open to that. Healing does not look and feel and sound any specific way. Just be open. Just be open. Just be open to the transitions, to the different ways that things look and feel within your own life and within others. Be open to that. Be open to the constant change. The only thing in life that's constant is change. The more you become graceful with change, the more you become graceful with every transition in your life, even the most turbulent ones. When you learn to embrace change and that it's for you and not at you, you can really get in tune with your growth and uh, like the the universal growth as well and just elevating in general you can't expect to become a better version of yourself without a transitional period and with that be gentle with yourself throughout those transitional periods treat yourself like you would a child you know, just learning because we are children. We are elders. We are our age. You know, we're, we're all of that. We're, we're all of that wrapped up into one fleshy being 
<laughs> with soul, <laughs> you know, and uh, or if, yeah, it's however you want to go about it and however you want to correlate it. So I really invite each and every one of you to do that. Really take that time to do the things that make you feel like you. And when you feel anything, start creeping in anything, any coping mechanism or any, you know, mental health concern. Think about the root cause, you know, like if you if you have the capacity to, you know, naturally get yourself there. It doesn't have to be instantaneously. But most importantly, within all of our healing is the root cause, right? The root cause in in health, the root cause in overall health, mental, emotional, spiritual. What is the root of this? Where did this come from? Because things don't just come from nowhere, right? So if we look at things like, oh, okay, well, this is a quick cure. This is a quick get me out of this situation. There's going to be a bunch of fucking side effects and, and, and effects in general. You know what I'm saying? Like... If you are consistently getting a headache and you're just taking ibuprofen for that shit, you're not fixing the headache. You're not fixing where it comes from. You're not paying attention to the fact that you're probably magnesium deficient. And you know what you need? You need some minerals. And you know what? You're probably not getting it from your food because the food that you're probably consuming might not be so great. And even if it is great, then it might not be coming from a place that has soil that's great. Or it could not be organic or there could be other shit that's in it. Right? There's so many different factors and so many different things. Right? But if you're taking ibuprofen... You are just telling the brain receptors in your head that you no longer feel pain, but you do. Your body is still physically experiencing it. So instead of looking at something and being like, hmm, I don't know why I'm feeling that. Let me just numb it with something. Lean into it and see what it's trying to tell you. And maybe just take a moment to close your eyes and just ask your body. Ask your body. What is this? And then maybe you're going to get all of a sudden like a, a, a picture of a of a multivitamin that you used to take three years ago it pop into your head or you're gonna get a picture of a doctor that you were thinking about consulting with pop into your head like pay attention to these things they're not coincidence that shit is real you're asking and you're receiving stop thinking that the way that you are supposed to receive messages has to look and feel a specific way if someone that you loved passed away and now you're asking them, like, if you're here, can you flash the lights? And you're so fixated on asking them to flash the lights that you don't even realize that the song that you guys used to listen to came on the radio. Pay attention, okay? More than, than having a specific outcome to what it is that you think and feel that something should be like. Because that's the control aspect, right? That's the humanly aspect. That's the, the ways that we are we are deprogramming ourselves, right? That I need to know. We, we don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? All we do is listen, observe, pay attention and move accordingly, you know? And while we're moving accordingly, just really asking ourselves and inquiring about these things, you know, and especially with what is coming in all different areas of our life and globally and personally and just really tuning in to that, like, does this feel good for me or do I feel pressured to do this? Like, what is the root cause of this? Is this just numbing me from something? You know, it's just, it's just, it's just like, it, cause that's like a, a societal co-signed coping mechanism. And, a, um, rather than 
dealing with the root issues. We're, we're just numbing ourselves and these illnesses are still manifesting. They're still being in existence in our body. Like all of these things just numb ourselves instead of identifying and coming to what it is. And that's why there's a lot more, I feel, truth, acceptance and real results long-term results within the more holistic and root cause and uh, herbal allied kind of ways of being because this is what we did before anyone and anything else got involved in our life before modern medicine and all these different things and not to completely disregard modern medicine because modern medicine has also provided us with incredible things that has advanced our humanity But that was when it was more in a pure space, when we were trying to advance our community, when we were trying to advance uh, society, right? Right now, it's just not seeming like that. And it's it's more of like what... Everything's about money right now. So it's about opening up our eyes to like, what is it that people actually want when they're offering these certain things like and that could be you know to the big stuff that's going on right now and that could also be to the little stuff that's been going on for years like when we go to anywhere and they're just like trying if you and if, if you're local you live on on staten island and shout out to richmond hood you know that there was a point in time where doctors were just like oh boom here's oxys boom here's oxys how many people we knew died how many people that we knew maybe didn't die physically, but any bit of them had died at a certain point because they completely disassociated themselves. So yeah, they got hurt in an accident or yeah, they got hurt for some situation. They got given a pill like oxycodone, right? To numb them, make them feel good, make them not feel the pain that was that was happening to function, right? And then when that addiction comes in and now there's a whole other problem. That's a perfect, perfect example for everything. Everything. Those are just more extreme versions. Like when we have coping mechanisms and that is, you know, gravitating towards something that's toxic or something that's not as good for us and we start tuning into that like to take us away, to escape. Once we start realizing that we're using different things and people and places to escape ourselves, that is when we need to pay attention to ourselves the most. Listen to yourself, and that is where you will find your healing. That is where you will find your health. That is where you will find yourself again. You need to find yourself. No one's going to be able to do that for you. Trust me, I've tried to find a lot of people for them. Like Before, I, I've, I've tried to fully find myself. That is how most of us get to know this truth. How many times are you going to jump into the underworld to try to save someone and then get eaten up because you didn't you didn't you you're not jumping in there for you. You're not in your own underworld. You know what I'm saying when and when I say that I mean your subconscious. When you're jumping into someone else's subconscious, did you even get permission to do that? Like did this person even ask you for your help? You know, you got to think about these things. And now going back and cycling back to like the premise of everything is like root causes are so important to it, the most important thing to pay attention to mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically within anything. You got, you know, some knee trauma, your knee hurts. Well, let's start paying attention to some ancient tradi- traditions. So now when we think about the knee, 
in certain belief systems, it said that the knee is the binder to adulthood and childhood, right? So if your knee's hurting, or even if you bumped your knee, you know, things don't happen by mistake. Like, if you bumped your knee, maybe it was because you weren't being mindful of yourself. And if you bumped your knee and there was a chance that you could have bumped your hip, you could have bumped anything else, your foot, anything, but you bumped your knee. Now you have this pain in your knee. Why is it that you have this pain in your knee? Oh, okay, maybe I need to focus on something that happened in my you know, upbringing, turning into adult, maybe something in my teenage years, maybe something's been poking at me, something I did when I was a teenager that doesn't sit right with me anymore. You know, so I, I need to view it. It doesn't mean that... And I know it doesn't seem appealing at times where we think like, okay, you know, I did this show when I was younger. Oh, I hate myself for it. Da, 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 da. And like, you are never going to stop hating yourself for something if you don't go back and look at it. If you don't give it time and space to exist within your psyche and within your being and give yourself the opportunity to forgive yourself. And what that's going to look like is you have to view it. And that's going to come with ripping off the Band-Aid, you know, detoxing, getting off of certain things, like getting off numbing things. That's what it's going to require, right? So how serious are you about your healing? Mentally, emotionally, physically, how serious are you about it? Because if you want to, you know, heal and you want to do what you need to do for yourself when you're not feeling good... Are you willing to find the root cause or are you going to consistently just gravitate towards quick fixes? Because then you're just going to get quick fix results. But that root is still going to be there. So let us be mindful of that. While all these things and all these events unfold in our realities, um... Do what feels good for you when you ask yourself what it is. Like, communicate with yourself. Listen to yourself. Fuck me. You know what I'm saying? Listen to you. If it's anything I want you to listen to me about, you could disregard everything I've ever said. Listen to yourself. Straight up. Listen to yourself. I am not going to heal you. Nobody is going to heal you. We can only remind you of the healing that you need to give to yourself. People can make it feel better. You know, like there's, you can come like, I, I'm, I'm a Reiki practitioner. I'm, I do energetic cleansings. You come to me. I could do an energetic cleansing on you. You know what I'm saying? But if you leave and you go into a space where you, exactly what you were doing right before you left, right before you got there, you're going to get dirty with energy again. You're going to get dirty with all this stuff. Like, so now you're all cleansed up and now you just right back again. And if you don't change something, that's going to be a constant cycle. So how many times are you are you gonna are you gonna book me every two minutes to come do a session? Because I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> like it's like I do what I do not for the monetary gain. Like that's something in an, an exchange that I've had to like I've had to at least at this point you know, allow into my life because naturally the spirits that I work with and and who I am and. I need an exchange, and that I learned that the hard way. Like I've had elders tell me, like you, you need to, you need to, you need to have 
money you need to like charge for it you need to have an exchange if it's not money it needs to be an exchange whether it's food whether whatever it is and I was like oh you know I just want to give everyone healing like I just think everyone deserves it and you and you do it and you do it and you're self-sacrificing yourself and then you realize like damn I'm fucking sick because I'm literally not getting anything in, in exchange and people are just taking and taking and taking and once you become aware of that, because that applies with a lot of other things, and that's not just with spiritual, like, you know, situations. It's it's also with being that person, that, that consult to people and feeling drained and drained and drained. You know, when you're literally becoming a person's therapist that people get paid $150 an hour to sit and listen and barely say anything, yet you're listening, saying things and providing solutions or reminding people and giving an observation, you're not getting paid anything. Matter of fact, you're not even getting treated like your time is worthy, right? So once you start realizing these things, it's so important that we apply them. We have to apply them because how many times are you going to do the same thing? That's the definition of insanity. Now, listen, like there's been plenty of times in my life that I've walked around being insane, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. How do you think I know that? That's the thing that people don't talk about is like, how do you think we know what we're talking about? If, if, you, if I'm saying something and it hits, like it resonates, right? Because I did that shit. Like, I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a person who just walked into this life and I'm like, oh, okay, boom, I'm so healed. I can share this with the world. Like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Matter of fact, the complete opposite. Like, I was in very dark and and scary spaces. And that is what got me into the space that I am now where I've done so much self-reflection and so much self-healing and healing with others and reminding, once again, going to say that, I'll always say that because it doesn't get said enough from spiritual practitioners or, or whatever titles anyone wants to go by. We cannot heal you. You have to do that yourself. We can provide the space. We can create that space for you to heal yourself, for you to heal yourself, for you to heal yourself because you need to do that. Okay, you need to show up. It's a 50-50 exchange when you go to any kind of energetic cleansing, Reiki or whatever it have you. Like, if you go in, you're like, I'm I'm not trying to do this. Like, uh, I just expect you to just do something. Like, you'll get 50% of what is going on in that, in that area. Like, if you're going to actually maximize your experience, you need to also surrender and be open to it. If you're not open to it, you'll still feel something. If you're tuning into it, but it will not be what you expected it to be to take away all of your problems, take away everything. Because if you go into anywhere, whether it's therapy, whether it's a spiritual situation, a reading or whatever it is, and you expect the person or if you pick up cards yourself and you're just like, excuse me, if you pick up cards yourself and you're like, I need the decision to be made for me. Your cards will play you and drag you because that is what <laughs> that is what's needed because nobody can make a decision besides you. So you will constantly get like things that oppose each other. It'll be like this is really great or it's the worst card ever. You decide. <laughs> Cuz you have to. You have to decide because spirit and nothing and no one can make the decisions for you the way you're going to make it for you. Yet people can make the decisions for you. Is that the optimal decision? Probably not because they're not you. So how could they know? So no matter what and the best people and the people that you want to listen to, the people that you want to surround yourself to, the people that you want to consult with, that you want to 
involve yourself with in any capacity are the people that are going to remind you that you need you the most. You need you the most. Whether that's a partnership, whether that's a family member, whether that's a friendship, whether that's a stranger on the street, whether it's the most spiritualist guru in the world or the most uh, highly looked at psychologist that has ever existed. They should be reminding you of your greatness and speaking greatness into you because you are the one who is going to be able to do that. We can remind you of things. People can remind you that you can remind other people of things, but you can't heal nobody neither. So with that being said, do that work and make that work fun. You know, they say like when you do something you love, it's like you never worked in a day and fall in love with your healing and however and whatever that looks like. And it won't feel like such a burden. You'll be like excited, like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta do what? What herbs do I gotta mix today and pour over my head? I'm with it. Like, all right, cool. Like, that's exciting. Like, you know, okay, like, oh, what? I have to, I have to do what? I have to light this candle or oh, I have to do that. Okay, okay, all right, let's, let's take it to the second one, like three dimensional things. Like, okay, I gotta make my bed. Wow, I'm so grateful I have a bed. That's crazy. I got this nice, comfy bed. I love my bed. Look at this. Oh, I got to clean my house. I have dishes. I ate food. Well, I'm grateful that I ate food. And start getting grateful. When you start losing yourself, start getting grateful for the things that you have and grounded for the things that you have and commune with nature. You are nature. Commune with yourself. Commune with the tree. Commune with the, Go outside. Touch the ground. Get in tune with whose land you are on. Talk to the native people of the ground. Acknowledge them. Give them love. You want you have you have an extra piece of banana? Go give it to that tree outside. It's gonna go to the animals. They're gonna eat it. You know what I mean? It's gonna go right back into the cycle, and the circle of life. Get in love with your healing, people. Get in love with your healing. Get in love with yourself. Don't allow anyone or anything to take you or distract you from that. There is too many <laughs> blind people leading blind people in this life. So open up your eyes and become the own your own shepherd to your own herd of your own subconscious and conscious thoughts and lead by embodying. Lead by embodying. Lead by embodying. Inspire by embodying. Be everything you say you are. Prove it to yourself. You don't got to prove it to nobody else. Prove it to yourself. Validate yourself. Love yourself. Do everything you set out to do for you. Not to be like, hey, I told you so. Do it for you. Will you be met with opposition? Absolutely. That's how you know you're doing the right thing. <laughs> when it's too easy, that's when it's like... So yeah. And before I get off this podcast, I'd like to pull a card from my surrender deck. The power of surrender. I was feeling called to. The cards were kind of yelling at me before I was going to pull it before, but I'm pulling now. Great spirit in this time and this space, tuning in with the 
all of the people that are watching this podcast and who will listen, who will watch this in the future, tuning into all timelines in the best way possible. For each of our optimal healing in the best way, for us individually and collectively, what is it that we are being asked to surrender to in this time and this space? And if you're with me now, I would just ask for you to just blow into the camera. Just put your essence into it, your energy. Surrender to the habit of people-pleasing. Speak your needs and be true to yourself. Focus on your own happiness instead of always trying to make everyone else happy. Do it for you. Do it for you. Heal for you. Heal for Every bit of you. Also heal for your ancestors. You know what I mean? Like heal for the elders before you, the children after you, you know, heal for you. And however and whatever that looks like, do that for yourself and be gentle with yourself. And for the final thing that I'm going to do before I leave, well, not leave, but you know what I mean. I'm pulling a self card for each of us. What is it that we should do today for ourselves? Today, in this moment, whenever you're listening to it, however you're listening to it, what is it that we should do for ourselves? 55, write a gratitude list, okay? So write down, do you see how real it is? What were we just talking about? What were we just talking about? Being grateful? I'm pretty sure that's what it was, right? Something like that. So write down a gratitude list. Write down a list of what it is that you're grateful for. And 55 coming up, that number is all about change. It's all about big change happening, making space for all the things that you want, you know, balance, creating balance. There's two on each side of five, right? There's one in the middle, and then there's two and two, which makes five. Be grateful for the things that you have. Write down what it is that you're grateful for and surrendering to people-pleasing tendencies that we've all acquired throughout this lifetime. There's not one person in the world that doesn't have at least some kind of people-pleasing tendency or concern of how they're going to be looked, viewed, understood, or misunderstood, you know? And um, the best way to overcome that is to just know what it is and why it is that you're doing what you're doing and to validate yourself instead of looking for external validation. And with that being said, I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And whether you're live with me or you'll be listening to this now or in the future, thank you for being you. Please do whatever it is that you need to do to provide that healing space for yourself because you are so needed. You are so needed. 
We need you. Every single person in this world needs you to be you. So thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And hope you have an incredible day. 